With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy abbefe on vsan Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line, and we are presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick, also a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes back in the early 90s. Uh, Fun first hour, Pritch, that we had on the show. We'll have a fun second hour on deck as well. 15 minutes from now, Von Dalzell, NBC sports betting analyst, will join us. He has three plays in tomorrow's college football action. We'll get to those with Von in the next segment. 30 minutes from right now, Carl Jick Jack Johnson, the sportsbook director over at the Beau Rivage, will let us know what he's seeing behind the window and what he likes in college football in week number one. We know down south, they don't mess around with that college football, mm-hmm. Pritch. No, they don't. It, it is here, and then the folks at the Biloxi, I'm sure, have been betting this thing hand over fist, so we'll get Jig Jack's thoughts on it coming up 30 minutes from right now. But Pritch, let's play our critically acclaimed game here on the Lombardi line, because it's a Lombardi line Friday, Friday, Labor Day weekend. Hope everyone has a happy and healthy Labor Day weekend. But this game, critically acclaimed, critics are saying two thumbs up, Prince. Mm, okay. It is. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell nah here <laughs> on a Friday. And our first headline here, Pritch, has to do with Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Now, yesterday or earlier this week, Chris Ballard, general manager of the Colts, said this about the situation. Quote, it sucks for the Colts, it sucks for Jonathan Taylor, and it sucks for our fans. It's where we're at, and we're going to work through it, and we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They are repairable. Pritch, the relationship (laughs) between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor is repairable. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell nah. I mean... Ballard's not wrong. He's not wrong. It, it, it is repairable. But are you going to do what it takes to make it repairable or to repair it? Mm. Right? Uh, and, I, I mean, I want to go with, oh, hell, yeah, it's repairable. Right? Um, but, oh, hell, no, I don't think they're going to repair it. <laughs> because Little column A, column B. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell, yeah, it's repairable. But you got to give him some loot. Uh, and Josina Anderson had a tweet out there that, I mean, if this is true, then we know what Indy has to do, right? Uh, you know, he was out there. You can go seek a trade. Go ahead and seek a trade, and, and you do everything. Okay, we might we find a trade. Uh, we even find compensation for the trade. But yet, the Colts don't trade him. 
Uh, and so if you're Jonathan Taylor, you are pissed off at that, right? And so therefore, you don't think it's going to be repairable. But if the Colts say, we, we want to give you this contract uh, that represents what those offers were, okay, now it's repairable. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, oh, hell yeah, it's repairable. Oh, hell no. Uh, I don't think the Colts are going to repair it. So the report that you're alluding to from Josina Anderson, she put this out over on Twitter, saying that both the Dolphins and Packers were both willing to give Taylor a contract that placed him among the highest paid running backs in the NFL entering this season. Yeah. Now, we don't know what offers the Colts, or rather the uh, the Packers and Dolphins have made to the Colts. Maybe they were offering a fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick and said, hey, yeah, We'll trade you this and we'll pay Jonathan Taylor because the Colts have to be compensated as well in this situation. So I don't know what those offers looked like because it sounds like they weren't very good. Otherwise, the Colts would have possibly tried to entertain this. thing. But, okay, it's relative because what's very good? Obviously, very good would be a first rounder. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. Yeah, I don't know if teams are going to trade a first rounder. And so if you're the Colts, you're holding out for a first rounder. But yet you're not putting value on Jonathan Taylor because – he wants a new contract, but yet you're not doing it, right? And mm-hmm. But yet you want to hold that – you want to stall that in, uh, that transaction because you want a first-rounder. But you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. This is from a player's point of view. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You're telling me I'm not worth that, but yet you want that. Mm. And I find out that I am worth that, and now you don't want to trade me. So it's, it's like you are – you have me shackled. That's what you feel like as a player right now. I cannot, I cannot move. I, cannot, I can't do anything. I can't further my career. You know, I'm playing with uncertainty here. That's why you see the face and the looks you see from JT. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating because, and I know it's not comparable to everybody's everyday walk of life, right? It's not. But mm-hmm. imagine that you have another opportunity somewhere else to further your career, but yet that person you're working for that company you're working for has you handcuffed you can't you can't leave i mean that that is what jt is going through and it's so frustrating you can't leave and they don't want to give you a raise and they don't want to give you a raise exactly yeah. when you know the money's out there so um it's repairable but but then again i don't know if Urse is going to repair it or i'll never forget these comments uh I, you know i'm sick and tired of the star wars uh numbers and he was referring to peyton manning mm. the great peyton manning i'm sick and tired of i want super bowls Right, I want championships. So when you have an owner that's willing to say that about a player like that, uh, but yet now he's got JT shackled and he cannot go on and further his career, I, I don't know what to say about that. And, but as a player, one, you want to get the hell out of there uh, <laughs> if you can. Um, but it's, it's frustrating because you can't. I mean, Ballard is right. And Ballard knows. It does suck. I know I want JT, but I can't sign him. That's yeah. what that, that quote from Ballard tells me. And right now, Jonathan Taylor is on the physically unable to perform list, so the pup list will have him out the first four weeks of the regular season, regardless which team he is on. Even if he's traded, he would remain on pup until week number five. Now, I'm sure the Colts thought about this, hey, go out and seek the trade, because mm-hmm. like, I think the Colts wanted to show Jonathan Taylor <laughs> that, hey, the market's probably not what you think it is out there. And maybe that's what they've learned through this, but Josina Anderson's reporting that, hey, there would have been a big contract. So <laughs> right. it's kind of like, who to believe, what yeah. to say, what's going on. Uh, we're getting two messages, but I think the ultimate message is that we're not going to see Jonathan Taylor for the first month of the season. No. I think that's what the ultimate message is. And I think, honestly, just the way that Ursay operates, it's probably Jonathan Taylor staying on the Colts or Jonathan Taylor not playing in 2023. Uh, the next headline here has to do with Joe Burt. 
Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe Shiesty, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, has returned to practice with the pads on. And earlier this offseason, there was talks about Joe Burrow getting that mega extension because we saw his draft classmate, Justin Herbert, go ahead and sign the richest contract in NFL history. Everybody thought Joe Burrow was next. Unfortunately, he suffered the calf strain, but he is back on the practice field. But, Pritch, I say this to you. Joe Burrow should not play for the Bengals without a new contract. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Oh, man. It's tempting. It really is. It, it really is tempting. Um, and, but he's injury prone, too. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, hell no. Nah, he shouldn't play uh, without a new contract. That's just me. Mm. But Joe Burrow is made differently. And... You know, he's made comments about, I, I want my, all my guys to stay with, with the Bengals, and uh, this contract really isn't that important. So it, it feels like he's team-friendly, right? Uh, he's one of those guys. And, and he, okay, okay, my big payday is going to come. I'm not worried about it. Man, Joe, you should be worried about it because <laughs> this game is different. And I, I know you're in a unique situation. You're a quarterback, and you're all that. You are. Mm -hmm. uh, but – Ask yourself, what are the Bengals waiting for? I mean, why are they waiting? <laughs> um, so from a business standpoint, I get it. Uh, it feels good to, to know that someday you're going to get this done. But I wouldn't go out there without a new contract, to be honest with you, uh, if, if you're Joe Burrow. I mean, you, right, you, you hold all the cards from a, from a leverage standpoint. Mm -hmm. This is a Super Bowl year. Look, my, my calf, it doesn't feel great, you know. <laughs> I think a new contract will make that calf heal. I mean, you, you have it within you your power. The cold tub? Right. I mean, when does a player acquire this much leverage? You, Never. It's rare. Never. Yeah. It is rare. So I, I think he should. I think he should apply a, a pressure here. But, you know, he's, he's a team-friendly guy. And, and, and I think it's someday that contract will come. But hopefully it's someday will not be too late. And I think that the point that you brought up that Burrow's probably not cut that way is probably true mm -hmm. because, like you mentioned, we have all these discussions in all offseason. We've talked about running back value, running back value. Right. Those guys never really have the leverage. Joe Burrow has all the leverage <laughs> because he, he is the face of the franchise. He holds the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And if he wanted to say, I'm not playing until you give me my damn deal done, guess who everybody gets mad at? They get mad at the Bengals' front office. Exactly. They're saying, why aren't you paying one of the best quarterbacks, in the league, arguably the second best quarterback in all of football? Right. But I don't think Joe Burrow wants to do that. But if he did want to do that, he could definitely apply the, a lot of pressure and make things really uncomfortable in Cincinnati if he wanted to. But I don't foresee this happening. I don't think he's made up that way. Yeah, I don't think he's made up that way either. But, I mean, you could pull in Emmitt Smith. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing that happened in 93 after the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Emmitt Smith said, hey, I ain't showing up. And the yeah. Cowboys went 0-2. They get the deal done. They go and reel off a bunch of wins and win another Super Bowl with Emmitt Smith. <laughs> like, like, sometimes you got to apply a little pressure to show what your true value is. And if the Bengals had to take the field against Cleveland without Joe Burrow, I don't think you yeah. want to see that. Well, put it this way. The Kansas City Chiefs are about to play a game uh, a week from yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Chris Jones isn't there. Uh, and so Kansas City is like, and I knew this was going to happen. Kansas City wants him to get paid by somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and they might trade him. Who knows? But, um, no, I, I think when you have leverage as a player in the National Football League, you have to apply it. You have to. 
let the team know that you know I have I have all the cards on my side of the table. I, I have the best hand. I'm not playing poker with you. I'm not I'm not going to get to a situation where you can uh, pick and prod and, and lower my number that appeases you. My number is as high as it's ever going to be right now. I think if you're Joe Burrow uh, and you have leverage, but I, I don't think he's made up that way. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's because usually guys who have this sort of leverage, these quarterbacks, mm. they usually just get taken care of. Right. And your point is a very valid point of why haven't the Bengals done it? Huh. <laughs> like, what, what are you waiting for? Oh, no. It's a fair question to ask. Like, what are you guys waiting for? Get me done. Like, I'm back. My calf is fine. And like, the calf injury was not going to be like a debilitating injury. Mm. Get me done. Herbert got done. This should not be hard. I don't know, man. <laughs> Sometimes maybe a little bit of pressure is needed. And he's not going to do it, but... I don't know, Joe. Maybe think about it. <laughs> hey, maybe think about it just a little bit, because I guarantee you that line would be uh, Cleveland laying at least three if he didn't play in that game coming up next Sunday. All right. Von Dalzell, NBC sports betting analyst, joins us on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard hanging out here on this Friday of Labor Day weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. College football is going to be plentiful tomorrow. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun here. And joining us now to break down the card, we bring in NBC Sports Betting Analyst. Does a great job over there for our friends at the Peacock. It is Von Dalzell joining us here on the Lombardi Line. Von, let's get to Sunday's game. I know you have a place for Saturday, but let's get to Sunday's big game that has college football playoff implications. LSU, Florida State. What do you like coming up a little bit later on over in Orlando? Well, I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys about how this game ended last year. But for those who don't remember, <laughs> it was the most exciting game to open the season last year. Uh, LSU, of course, scoring a touchdown with no time left and missing the extra point, getting blocked. So there's a lot of revenge here for LSU, and I do like them. And when you look at um, historically the last 22 top 10 matchups for week one, 
16 of the winners have been the higher-ranked team. LSU is the higher-ranked team here. I do think they are the better team as well. And, you know, when teams play those two or three game sets over series, it's always a good bet to take the team that lost the first game, especially if they're favored the second game. Um, so this is one that I had marked up on my calendar, and I'm pretty excited to see it. I think LSU is the better team, but I also like the revenge factor. And, um, you know, last year it was the first game with a brand-new head coach. This is the second year with that coach. So give me LSU. Well, Vaughn, as a follow-up, if you like LSU, and, and I always dabble into the awards markets, I, I like to go ahead and bet those since there's some longer numbers, do you then pair that with a Jaden Daniels bet there to win the Heisman? Because this is the marquee game of the weekend, and if LSU goes ahead and wins, you would think that that would propel some sort of a Heisman campaign. Yeah, if you definitely want to get some value on him, I think this would be a good spot to get him there. I don't think that, personally, he's not a bet of mine to win the Heisman. Um, you know, I think this field is a lot more wide open. You hear people talking about Caleb Williams is going to go back to back. And you see his odds are very much shorter than the rest of everybody else's. But, uh, you know, the only person I've played a place to bet on so far is Sam Hartman of Notre Dame. Um, they have a lot of a lot of primetime games this year. Notre Dame getting those games at home as well. So I, I roll with Sam Hartman. But I wouldn't talk anyone off a Jaden Daniels, a Michael Penix. Um, even maybe a Quinn Ewers, I have a lot of hopes for uh, Texas this season. So there's a lot of quarterbacks that are worth a play right now, uh, but I don't think we'll have our you know significant breadwinner or leader until week five or six. So right now you're just taking snacks on a couple of these quarterbacks. Vaughn, since we have you, I mean, I'm curious your thoughts on, on LSU and their entire season. I mean, how competitive are they going to be? I mean, what's the outlook that you have uh, for LSU this year? Well, I ranked them at number seven. We're doing an NBC poll, uh, top 25. Myself, Eric Froton, and Brad Thomas are all putting our polls together. And then, uh, you know, cumulatively getting their rankings. And I had LSU at six. I'm really hyped up to this team. I think that, you know, obviously Georgia is the number one team in the country. But LSU has a significant chance to overthrow Alabama. It's, it sucks that LSU has to go to Alabama uh, to start off November. And then right after that, they're at home against Florida. So those are tough back-to-back -back games before they take on Georgia State and A&M to finish up the season. But you can see they have three home games there to finish the year. Uh, five of their last six games are home games. So LSU is going to get better down the stretch. They'll look better down the stretch because they're playing at home. Uh, so if you're looking at a team to take a college football playoff ticket and you know, you're know you not trying to do Georgia or Alabama, Michigan or Ohio State, I think LSU is a team to consider. I think Notre Dame is a team to consider. And I think Wisconsin is a team to consider. LSU, obviously, the best of the three. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Tigers have a lot of talent and a pretty damn good coach, too, in Brian Kelly. We're speaking with Von Dalzell, NBC sports betting uh, analyst, I should say, over there at NBC. Well, Von, let's turn our attention to Saturday night's premier game, North Carolina, South Carolina. I know the NFL people are watching this one. We get the two quarterbacks, Drake May, Spencer Rattler. Right now, the Tar Heels, two-and-a-half-point favorites on a neutral site in Charlotte, total 64-and-a-half. Uh, well, what stands out to you, side or total? Yeah, well, I like the total. If I was picking a side, I honestly might take a stab on South Carolina plus the points. Uh, on our Saturday show, we'll be talking about this game a lot, and South Carolina will be in our people's parlay, so I'm hoping they cash for us. But I'm on the over. I played it at 63 and 63 and a half, so I got a little bit of value here. But, I mean, Spencer Rattler, Drake May. We know these two quarterbacks are putting up around 300 yards total, if not more than that. Uh, you saw how South Carolina finished off the season last year, 44 points per game against Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame. I think they'll be better this season. I think they're a top 25 team, just like North Carolina is. But the one thing to say about both these teams, guys, no defense from either unit. Mm -hmm. uh, North Carolina only brings back one defensive back. 
South Carolina's front seven is pretty much new. So I don't see many guys getting to either quarterback here. So I'm taking the over. I think that's the best bet in this game. But if you were picking a side, I would take a stab on South Carolina as the underdog here. All right, Vaughn, let's get to another game that's kind of close to my heart. I mean, um, if you look at Purdue, Ryan Walters, uh, I, I've known this guy since he was an infant uh, because I played with his dad at, at CU, right? Mark Walters. Wal Walters, And uh, now he gets his shot. Ryan, Ryan is a great recruiter. I know that for a fact, but I don't know if he's had time to really implement or, or bring in the necessary type of players that he wants to have there at Purdue. Uh, but he's playing Fresno State. Uh, what's the betting angle on this one? Who do you like in this matchup? The best bet was probably the under, which was 15 and a half about a week ago. Uh, and that's dropping <laughs> significantly, mainly just because you, your boy Ryan Walters, a great defensive coach. He was yeah. in Illinois the past two years. And I mean, I loved that fighting Illinois defense in every single way. So I'm a big fan of Ryan Walters, to be honest with you. It's pretty cool to find out that you play with him. So I might have to hit you up a couple times to get some nuggets yeah. on Ryan as the season goes on. <laughs> but I did, I did play for Fresno State plus the four and a half. Now, he, Ryan has a lot to, to come into here. He's got a new quarterback. Uh, obviously, it's a new coach, a new scheme, a new system. Purdue is an offensively-minded air raid team. And with Ryan Walters, they're going to be a defensive-minded team now. So that's why you see the under have come down three, three and a half points already. But Fresno State, one and four last year to start the season, finished a nine-game winning streak to win the conference. They have spoken about getting off to a quick start here, and I think they can win this game. The Mountain West Conference is a very good conference, and I think the defense will show up for the Bulldogs. So I played Fresno State plus four and a half with a sprinkle on the money line. Okay, that was, was yeah. going to be my next question. Like, Would you play the money line? I'm seeing the best price right now in the market, Vaughn, is plus 155. The, the consensus number for the side, though, is three and a half. You still like it at three and a half there with the Bulldogs getting more than a field goal? For sure. It's still a key okay. number getting the three, of course, in football. Um, but this one was also, also five and a half and six at some point. So the Sharps are on Fresno State, and that has driven this line down. So once it gets to plus three, I wouldn't play the spread. I would just play the money line after two and a half or lower. All right. He is Von Dalzell, sports betting analyst over at NBC. Von, we appreciate it, man. Good luck with all the bets coming up tomorrow and on Sunday. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Good stuff there from Vaughn, as oh, yeah. always. Uh, it's interesting. He, he, he talked about it. Like People have been betting aggressively against Purdue here, and we've seen out here in Las Vegas, Aiden O'Connell, he's lighting up for the Raiders. Mm. He's no longer in Purdue. Maybe that plays a little bit of a factor into it, not having that kind of veteran quarterback who obviously is really productive in West Lafayette and has now yeah. been productive here in Vegas. Yeah, and Aiden O'Connell had been there forever. <laughs> it felt like it. You say veteran quarterback, he was... <laughs> I mean, geriatric quarterback <laughs> yeah he was my, there my apologies <laughs> uh but yeah it, it it's it's going to be different uh we get that and a new head coach too and you know purdue is such a it's a different place uh, i i think uh and you know trying to have a different change in culture if you will and mm -hmm. everything like that so uh vaughn was right though i mean ryan he's a he's an excellent football mind uh but it's going to take some time you know and then fresno state have it they have it going um I, I, th this is a tough one for me though i mean it, I, I guess he would catch the points and, and that's probably what you need to do in this one um but college football is so much emotion it is so much emotion that creates opportunity you can have a poor roster uh kind of like cu last year mm -hmm. going up against a team that has a lot of expectations that first game of the year but you're at home you got the home crowd you got all that emotion you could put up a good fight for the first 30 minutes, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and then maybe it falls apart after that. But, I, you know, lack of execution to you, you just, the unknown, it just keeps me um, uh, on the sideline a lot of times. But the, the right side, obviously, in this matchup would take, would be to catch the points with Fresno State, though. From an evaluation standpoint, and we got about 90 seconds left during the segment, mm -hmm. which team, and maybe a team or a player or a coach in a new spot, but which team are you like most looking forward to seeing tomorrow? Like take Colorado out of it. Cause I think that's like the easy <laughs> answer. Like, see, we're obviously really looking forward to seeing uh, coach prime and too legit to quit and all yeah. that stuff with the buffs. But outside of Colorado, like who are you most looking forward to seeing and kind of evaluating tomorrow? Um, there's a lot of teams. I mean, we talked about Wisconsin already. Uh, mm -hmm. Certainly um, there, there's a lot of teams. I, I mean, I think UCLA is intriguing. Uh, you know, to see what they have after a quarterback like that. Alabama's intriguing because you hear also you hear about is a lack of a quarterback. Um, it, it, shoot, I, I'll give you one. Okay, while you think yeah. about it, for me it's it's Tennessee and Joe Milton. Really? That's I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to okay. seeing that just because he has been talked about as mm -hmm. a big time talent, right? And a potential like Heisman Trophy winning type talent. If there's any quarterback who could maybe be this year's Anthony Richardson, it could be Joe Milton at okay. Tennessee. And we know Heupel on that offense has been really prolific and all that. Like you couple the offense with what he can do on a talent standpoint. Right. I'm curious to see how this all comes together. Like if it does come together or if it's all just a bunch of offseason noise that doesn't matter in the fall. Well, well, it's a, it's a valid um, curiosity because of the receiving core that he had, right? Yeah. Um, which was outstanding. Um, but, oh, man, that, that, I never thought about Tennessee, though. But yeah, I can see your point. Joe Milton, they say he's really good. We'll find out starting <laughs> tomorrow. Jig Jack joins us next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The updated NFL betting guide is out now. And throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated guide has picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The low, low. We're offering it out here at the Sports Betting Network. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefei. This is the Lombardi Line, and we're rolling along here with college football, and it wouldn't be a college football breakdown, Pritch, without our buddy down there in Biloxi, Mississippi, the sportsbook director at the Beau Rivage, the one and only Carl Jick Jack Johnson, joining us now here <laughs> on the Lombardi Line. Jick Jack, hope all is well. What an exciting time. Friday, Labor Day weekend. Tomorrow, full slate of games. We get games on Sunday and Monday. Let's start Sunday, though, because I'm sure the folks over there down in Biloxi excited about the Bayou Bengals. LSU, two-and-a-half-point favorites against Florida State. How are they betting this game coming up over in Orlando? Yeah, well, first thing I want to say is that I get to scratch this off my bucket list. I am working with the bad boys this morning. <laughs> uh, this is something that I wanted to do. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, I watch everything that you guys do, and uh, it's a pleasure. We love uh, you yeah, too. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, I, I mean, real quick here, season one, I mean, uh, uh, week one, we're already uh, uh, talking about a game that probably has uh, some uh, national championship impl implications involved. Uh, no story down here that, that we're not used to. Uh, you know, they're betting LSU. 
the interesting thing is that we've been pretty stagnant with this line. You know, this line is uh, two and a half, 56 and a half. That's where it's been uh, uh, most of the time since we opened this game. Uh, you know, 90% of the money, uh, 80% of the ticket count is on the Fighting Tigers. Um, it's going to be a madhouse. We've had quite a few guests uh, on their way to Florida State uh, stop off, make their wagers. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's getting going here, and it's, it's exciting. You know, Carl, one of the ways I want to gauge the interest of a game, I mean, there's one thing about the media hyping up a matchup, certainly. Uh, but I want to know if, if there's some betting action going on. Now, it's not a premier game, but yet it's hyped up. And that's Colorado TCU. And it's hyped up because mm -hmm. of Prime, right? Now, are you yeah. seeing betters come to the window uh, with interest uh, in this matchup? Uh, absolutely, Femi. It's, you know, uh, Dion, I'm a huge fan of Dion. Okay. And I, I've been talking about this a lot the uh, past couple of weeks. You know, their, their season totals at like three and a half. Uh, you, we know that Dion is a winner. He's going to turn this program, uh, you know, into a winner. I, I kind of feel like it's unfair to Dion himself because of all the hype that they've gotten. You know, I would like to see this team get, you know, a year or so under their belt uh, and then go from there. But uh, look, people have been running up to the windows. They've been betting uh, Colorado over uh, season wins. Uh, they're taking the points here. I, there's there's quite a few people that believe that Colorado is going to beat TCU outright, mm. and, and you know, uh, <laughs> you, you know that's I'm not going to say I've, I've seen too much. I'm not going to say that that's not possible, but uh, I can tell you that that money line wager is on quite a few little tickets. Colorado wow. outright <laughs> seven to one right now on the money line on not the bus. Not just in Colorado, but everywhere. Okay, <laughs> maybe some of that is purchase money. <laughs> Having been a national title winner with the Buffs in the early nineties, we're speaking with Carl Jick Jack Johnson, sportsbook director over at the Bow Revise. Well, Jick Jack, let's go to another game that features an SEC team. Now, this isn't the biggest SEC team, South Carolina Gamecocks, but it is one of the bigger games. They're taking on North Carolina and little Border Wars in Charlotte right now. Tar Heels two and a half point favorites. Total is at sixty four and a half. How are the folks betting this at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so I mean, we're kind of getting two-way action here. I mean, look, there there, there could be a, a, I, I appeared on a, a pod earlier this week. You know, they was asking me about the, you know, they could, this this could be a civil war here in the in the state of uh, uh, Carolina there, you know. Uh, uh, so this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, we're getting two-way action here. Um, I have no idea. You know, these are uh, uh, two of the teams that, you know, everybody's got question marks. I think uh, uh, I think people were expecting South Carolina to improve. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. And this is an SEC South Carolina team that people down here bet. They love the SEC. You know, Jake Jack, in the last segment, I was telling Pritch that the team that I'm most looking forward to seeing tomorrow is the Tennessee Volunteers because yeah. everyone's been raving about Joe Milton, the talent. But tomorrow we actually get to see Joe Milton, the quarterback. The Vols are 28-point favorites at home against Virginia. Sorry, not at home over in Nashville against Virginia. Total is at 56. Uh, any interest in Tennessee at the window laying that big number against a fellow Power 5 team? Yeah, and, and look, this is one of the games. This is one of the teams that I, I actually want to want to see too because – it's it's probably the best team that the Georgia Bulldogs are going to play all year, and they're going to play them at Rocky Top. Uh, so right now uh, we're at 28 and 55 and a half. 
So that totals ticked down a little bit. Uh, the action here is come in Tennessee. Uh, 85% of the handle, 70% ticket count is on the vials. You know, Carl, I wanted to get some information from you in terms of uh, the betting window and, and Penn State. Like um, the Big Ten, we saw that snooze fest uh, yesterday. Uh, and yeah. I don't know what the Big Ten is going to present. I know betters are betting up Ohio State. Uh, but Penn State, I, I don't know if they're under the radar right now or are, are people or betters expecting them to make a lot of noise early on and often. Yeah, you, you know what, Femi? They, uh, I'm sorry, Pritch. They are under the radar a little bit. You know, they're, uh, they're plus 550 in that Big Ten uh, to win the Big Ten. Michigan's favored uh, with Ohio State at plus 180. Uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, they, they hate to tie up their money on these future wagers uh, with these with this chalk that have stepped out and played Penn State uh, at plus 550 for the Big Ten. Uh, in this game of, of Saturday, uh, right now they're at 20 and a half, 49 and a half. Uh, and this is a football team that uh, they can make a little run, too. Uh, you know, they're going to be able to run the football. It's going to be interesting to see how they – They've managed the how this clock change. Uh, I think I think the clock change where it's where it's not stopping and running. I think it's gonna it's gonna help teams like Penn State, especially when they play against high caliber teams. Yeah, we've already seen some of these, these unders cashing yesterday. I mean, the two marquee games, Florida, Utah, we saw that under go ahead and cash. Also, Minnesota and Nebraska. Real quick on the Gators, Jake Jack, uh, you mentioned Georgia's schedule and how Tennessee will be the toughest team that they have to face. It feels like this could be just Georgia running away from that entire SEC East because if Florida's one of the better teams that they have to go through, I mean, my goodness, last night, I don't know what your thoughts are on this game, but I came away very unimpressed by the Gators. Yeah, uh, uh, me too. I mean, you, you know, you got to give Utah some credit. Uh, I knew that they were going to play good defense uh, out there. But, uh, you know, Florida's got to learn how to play without uh, Richardson. Uh, I, I knew that would be a stepping stone. Uh, I happen to think that they're well coached, but I was disappointed in the effort last night. Look, this Georgia matchup, I mean, Georgia's got, you know, they, they've got – you know, possibly what they say in is the best offensive team that Kirby's ever had. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're huge chalk. Uh, it's it's huge to three peat to even think about a team three peating. But the fact of the matter is that the schedule benefits them. Uh, you know, they to me, like I said, you know, their their trip to Rocky Top is going to be uh, pretty important, and that's one of the reasons why I'm interested to see how well Tennessee plays in its opening game. I want to see what they got. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is going to be something. I mean, uh, you know, the thing about Georgia is they don't play themselves for number one. Mm -hmm. They don't play Bama, LSU, or Texas A&M this year. So they don't have much in their way. Tennessee's in their way. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, Georgia wouldn't face those teams until the SEC title game down in Atlanta. Uh, like, if Tennessee doesn't look good, I feel like I just have to bet Georgia win the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's just like a bet that you just have to make. So we'll obviously be monitoring that coming up a little bit later on tomorrow afternoon. Jake Jack, before we let you go, uh, I know it's finger food season. What are the finger foods that you will be consuming tomorrow? <laughs> oh, we're doing some wings tomorrow. Uh, I mean, you know, the uh, I love my wings. You know, you got to season them things just right. Uh, uh, I, I don't uh, I don't put any ranch or anything. I like my wings seasoned, but I, I like them plain. You know, I don't like to okay. get my fingers. Yeah, I don't like to get my fingers dirty. I like that chicken meat. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that and some uh, some good seasoned French fries. 
Uh, it, I can't wait. I mean, I'm, I'm more excited about the food during football season than I get about some of these games. I, I tell you, Carl, my dad's from Bel, uh, uh, Belzoni, Mississippi, uh, and it's got the catfish capital of the world. It's got a museum and everything. I can't yeah. get some catfish bites from you or nothing, like some hush puppies or something. I can't get that. Oh, we got all that. Okay. Look, it's I'm a long season. Right you guys come down here. I promise you, I'll feed you like a champion. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like it. Jig Jack, a fan of the dry rub. Doesn't want to get the fingers <laughs> dirty. Got to change the remote control. Jig Jack, we appreciate it as always. That is Carl Jig Jack Johnson, sportsbook director over at the Bow Robot. Jig Jack, all the best of luck with the bets, man, and be well. Good luck, guys. Great, uh, great, great playing with you guys. All yeah. right. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. It's been fun over these two hours. We thank all four of our guests, Zach Cohen, VEASAN writer and betting analyst. Also, thank you to Vinny Mayulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Thank you to Von Dalzell of NBC Sports Betting. And then thank you to Carl Jigjack Johnson, the sportsbook director at the Boer Vosh, who joined us in the last segment. Thank you to all four of them for helping us on today's show but before Pritch we go any further let's give out our pro tip which everyone can go and check out all the pro tips at vcin.com slash tips and this one has to do with the news that came out yesterday afternoon as it pertains to the former all pro wide receiver Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams Cooper Cup suffering what Sean McVay is calling a setback and is now day to day 
as it pertains to their week one game next Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. So, Pritch, this pro tip for me comes from a kind of line value standpoint Mm -hmm. to where right now I think the market is sort of pricing in the uncertainty of Cooper Cup, but... If next week he is ruled out, I believe the number will move further in favor of the Seattle Seahawks. So if you like Seattle and you think Cooper Cup is not going to play, you're probably best to take Seattle right now laying five or five and a half because you're likely to go ahead and capture some of that closing line value. No, I like that. Uh, A great pro tip right here. Uh, Typically for me, a divisional game, especially going to start the year this way, uh, generally a field goal type of game situation Mm -hmm. for me, but... Uh, could be a stay away. Uh, but here's some data from an ATS standpoint just last year. And Seattle was a surprise team at 9-8 and eight last year. They were a mm-hmm. surprise team. But ATS, uh, what, 7-11 uh, mm-hmm. on the whole season? You know, at home, they were 4-5 and five, uh, ATS. Uh, division, 2-5 and five, ATS. 1-5 as a home favorite. 1-4, excuse me, as a home favorite. A favorite in general, 1-5. But I, I, even without Cooper Cup, uh, you know, jump on that number if you want. I, I, I would stay away. Now, mm-hmm. if it does climb, <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to bet the Rams? Bridge? Right. If it does what do you climb, need? I mean, I love Seattle too. And I think there's, there's a sentiment that li- likes a lot, you know, to like a, a lot of people like Seattle. So uh, yeah, I'm going to wait and see on this one. I, I, it's a stay away from me right now, uh, even though I'm high on the Hawks. Yeah, well, I think it's almost like two separate conversations, if you will, Mm -hmm. because from a number standpoint, I think the conversation is, all right, right now it's five, five and a half, pending on where you shop. Right. If Cooper Cup is ruled out, it probably closes in the six, six and a half range. So you would then have closing line value if you Mm -hmm. bet it right now. But from an intuitive standpoint, (laughs) and what you're talking about with division dogs early in the season, I align with you to where... I'm not really interested in betting this, even though I know that it probably would get closing line value if Cooper Cup is rolled out. That's why I just stay away from this game. But for those who want to bet Seattle or you just want action in the game, here's where you can kind of guess where the number is going to go. So if you like Seattle, you probably got to do it now. If you like the Rams, just chill, wait, get the news that he's rolled out. Maybe you get six and a half. Maybe you get a full touchdown at seven. Great pro tip, though, to understand uh, closing line value, though. Value, though. 100%. Yep. Some people just like to get it. I mean, yeah. like, it has value. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to right. win your bet, clearly, because there have been many bets that have oodles and oodles of closing line <laughs> value and some reason you just lose the game, uh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, just like if you want to go ahead and bet closing line value, which if you make thousands and thousands of bets and you consistently get closing line value, you should ultimately be profitable. So just a little bit of advice for our, our viewers and our listeners on that front. Uh, speaking of advice, Pritch. Yesterday, we released the updated NFL betting guide here mm-hmm. at VEASAN. We encourage everyone to go ahead and check that out, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're giving it away for the low, low, $19, I believe, is the new rate here. Or you can get the annual subscription if you want to do that all the way through the Super Bowl. Uh, but each on-air host had to give out a best bet okay. for the updated VEASAN NFL betting guide. And the best bet that I gave out, Pritch, because I'm an awards junkie and I like to bet on these awards, I went in the Offensive Player of the Year market and I went ahead and bet Garrett Wilson. Now, the number in the guide is 25 to 1, which I think is the consensus number. As always, shop around. There are some other numbers out there as well. But 25 to 1, I think, is a pretty good number there on Garrett Wilson. The number I got was actually here at Circa was 35. Wow. I was like, okay, hey, at 35, I'm going to go ahead and bet this. But I still like it at 25. In fact, I like it at 20 to 1 as well. Once you get into the teens, that's a little bit too rich for my blood. But I think the handicap is simple. And this has been the news coming out of New York Jets training camp is that Garrett Wilson 
is a stud plus. Mm -hmm. Like, he's really going to take off. And you've heard it from their new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who at every turn has told anyone how special Garrett Wilson is. He said, wow, 17 is special. He reminds me of the old 17, meaning Devontae Adams, who he had the great chemistry with in Green Bay. Jets beat uh, reporter Zach Rosenblatt for The Athletic. He said that every time he's been asked about Garrett Wilson all offseason, he says that, my bold prediction is that he will be in the same sentence as Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and those guys by the end of the season. He has been that good all throughout training camp. I think the momentum is building for Garrett Wilson to be one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League and playing in that New York market right. on a team that is expected to play well using market ratings. Nine and a half is the win total. There's a good chance that they can get the double-digit wins. If Wilson can put up a 1,500-plus yard season and maybe – 12 to 15 touchdowns, I think he would be in the mix for Offensive Player of the Year. And at 35 to 1, which I got, but even at 20 to 1, which could be a number that's out there, I think it's a pretty valuable bet to make. No, I agree with you. I mean, think about all the positions offensively outside of running back. Who can win uh, Offensive Player of the Year from a running back standpoint? I mean, can you can you get there with anybody? Like, or? Like Nick Chubb would be the only okay. one that you can make an argument for, but you also need Cleveland to be really good, and that's a tough division. Right, so they're therefore a combination quarterback, wide receiver, right? Uh, there's been momentum recently for wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, we've been talking about them. Michael uh, Thomas even, too, when he was sure. healthy. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Garrett Wilson is, and I know you watch Hard Knocks, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a great illustration of how a quarterback can elevate a player. I think Garrett Wilson is incredible. He's, he's just getting started. Now, Justin Jefferson is off the charts. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Aaron Rodgers is going to do for this young man is – put him on a level in which his confidence is going to grow each and every week. He's never covered. Like, even though it was preseason, right? Mm-hmm. The touchdown throw. Oh, yeah. Are, is a quarterback, a, a regular quarterback, going to make a throw like that? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers is going to throw that thing on a rope and a spot, and the DB is not going to have a chance, even though he's doing his job and he covered Wilson. He was in a great position. He covered him. Devontae Adams, he's one of the best receivers at late hands in the National Football League. And what I mean by that is, you know, DBs are taught they're going to read your eyes. When your eyes get big and your hands go up, okay, now they're going to try to disrupt Mm -hmm. the play, right? They might not turn around and locate the ball. It doesn't matter. I'm reading your eyes. I'm reading your hands. If you're going up for a pass, then, okay, I know I I got to knock it down. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you late hands a thing uh, and you don't let your eyes get big, that DB never knows when that ball's coming. So what Garrett was able to do on that touchdown pass was at the last second, pluck it out the air. Now, when he's running a route in the field, when he's running around in anywhere, Aaron's going to throw him open. He's going to place that ball in which that, be, that DB is not going to have a chance. Uh, and so he's going to elevate his game even more in addition to getting open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in addition to getting open. So I, I, I like that bet, to be honest with you. I mean, running back is one of those unique situations where, uh, you, you know, one of those guys could step in. And, you know, you're looking at Christian, you're looking at uh, Nick, but, you know, you're looking at some pretty good odds right there, too. Uh, but from your standpoint, I'm looking at some really good odds for, for Gary Wilson. And another thing to point out here, too, and this is something that if you watched Hard Knocks, you would gather this as well. And it was Randall Cobb, who's played with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. for a decade or so, like obviously knows him really well. He's the godfather. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the godfather of one of Randall Cobb's kids. Like they have a close relationship. Uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron is what they were calling him. <laughs> uh, but Randall Cobb was talking to some of those young receivers saying, hey, 
eight doesn't like throwing interceptions. Right. And if you're not doing the right stuff, he's not going to throw you the football. Like, that's how he operates. So you got to make sure you're locked in and get everything in line so that you get the ball. Garrett Wilson's done all of that. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, one thing that we saw in Green Bay, if he really trusts you as a top target, he is going to feed you over and over and over again like he did with Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the situation that's brewing in the Meadowlands here with Garrett Wilson. And one last point with this market that I'll leave folks with as well is that not only do you have to be crazy in terms of your production, you have to be on a winning team. Because the last player who didn't make the playoffs and won this award was CJ2K back in, I believe, in 2008 or 2009. That's my problem here with Justin Jefferson, who is the reigning OPOY at 13 to 1. Vikings have a win total of 8.5. A lot of people expecting regression. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't care how good of a season Justin Jefferson has, he ain't winning Offensive Player of the Year. Because guess what? Last year, we saw Devontae Adams light it up, and nobody said a word about Devontae Adams' OPOY. So just keep that in mind when betting this market. I will say, don't you kill at 20 to 1 is attractive to you, it is very. <laughs> but can his quarterback stay healthy? I don't know if it matters. <laughs> that, that guy is so fast, Femi. <laughs> that does it for the Lombardi line, for Mike Pritchard, for our producer Elliot Bowman, the entire crew behind the glass. I'm Femi Abebefei saying best of luck. College football podcast coming up next here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.